Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 377. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me. And once again, making me consume frosty beverages all on my own. <laughs> you know, well, to be fair, I, well, one, my buddy, uh, you know him, Dr. Patrick, had his little political thing last night. And I was like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. And then towards the end, sitting around, like, it started to get to the point, like, they're starting to get the numbers. And so he actually won his, his primary first thing, so he's going to actually get to run for an assembly position. By that point, I was like, you know, people were like, we're sitting around just waiting. And they had, like, an open bar. You would have been gangbusters. And I was trying to be good the whole night, trying to be good. And then by the end of the night, it was, like, shots of chilled tequila and Heineken. So then I, mean, I was like, gonna I was give, like in, give uh, all the way in. I know. I was like, fuck, the doomsday clock has now restarted. <laughs> so today is day one. Uh, but uh, yeah, but no, I don't mind. I mean, there's just more for you, but I, I don't miss it. But I, I'm glad I did it last night. Cause there's something about tequila. I, I fucking love tequila. Mm. Um, granted, Makes last time I got in a bar flight was, <laughs> was a tequila night. Uh, but tequila's fun. But yeah, I, I just love that little bu- tequila buzz. Oh, um, you were playing with fire there. You were drinking tequila at a political rally, man. I full mean, of a wh- bunch of like red-blooded, like <laughs> Republican whatever. Like I was like, I'm not, I just, like, just don't even talk to like, me. Nobody just talk to me about Ukraine right now. To, I don't want to hear anybody <laughs> talk to me about Ukraine right now. I'm just warning uh, you guys. I'm just, just warning just you guys. Know. Just, we're trying to keep this, <laughs> trying to keep this cool here don't bring it up oh uh, man but no but it was fun but yeah so uh while you are drinking uh i have it's not even it hasn't even been uh i guess it has been 12 hours since so but whatever i'm having my coffee here <laughs> i'm having some award-winning perhaps yes, blue ribbon so yes you are at least you can expect one of us to have a frosty beverage in yes. hand this used to be the the podcast where we got <laughs> bad like we've had some really bad episodes. I mean, it will happen again. It'll it happen. Will, it will just, happen again. Just during training camp. Just yeah. during training camp. All right. Well, I don't fair even like enough. calling it training camp because then I feel like I have to fight. Just during training. Just during training. Just during training. Progress during going training. good. Still hanging in there. Yeah, and I'm, I just feel beat up a little bit. You know, just feeling like the just the pains of like I'm not like of just like. It'd be one thing if it was like maybe even like every other day I'd feel like I'd have a day to, to let my body like recuperate. Mm-hmm. I think it's just some of the days the the immediate day after I'm just like Ugh, feeling like death uh, just sort of lingers. But I mean I am feeling better overall. I'm feeling better. Um, well, as fellow like, fighters like yourself have learned <laughs> over time, it's important to re- to listen to your body, and if it's necessary <laughs> to take a day off, recovery days are part of the training camp right, as well. As right? as you know from talking to your fellow fighters, the fellow fight- week I mean, in and week out, we we understand I mean, these things. It was like the other day. I don't know if you saw it. Eric uh, Nixick from Extreme went live. Um. And it had like it. I think it was one of the pro classes because as he's going through the room, you're seeing like everybody and their brother there. Right. It was so crowded. It was awesome. And one, it maybe I was like, dude, good for extreme, and they're like killing it. Oh yeah. You know, second, I was like, dude, why didn't I get the invite? You know, to come <laughs> uh, hang out with my fellow fighters. <laughs> no, seriously though. But it is interesting. Like uh, it was watching it. Like I remember one day I was there to. Uh, I was shooting. What was I shooting? Somebody was working out or something for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for Eagle FC when mm-hmm. I was doing some B-roll. I remember that day thinking, like, man, I got to watch it. I'm going to get hurt, like, tripping over somebody's feet or something. This was, like, twice as many people. Like, when you watch when I looked at it yesterday, I was like, holy cow. Like, 
that's just a, a mass of bodies. But something interesting that he said that I actually asked him because I wasn't quite clear because I'm wondering what's going to happen when we get to that part in, in this training class. One of the things they said, they're like, guys, you're all here. They said, we said, we ask you for a few things that you bring. You bring your shin pads, mm -hmm. you bring your gloves, and you bring your tape and like maybe like your mouth guard or right. something like that. He's like, if you ain't got shin guards, you ain't got whatever, what are you going to do here? So he's like getting on the case. I was like, damn, like he's telling them. But then I was like, tape. What is the tape for? So I asked Eric. I was like, I see one of the things you guys are stressing on asking for is tape. And he said what it is. And I, because I asked him, I was like, is this just because gloves get let done or is there another reason? And I thought it was maybe the other reason. And he clarified. He said the tape is so that the, the Velcro, everything that's under, he's like, we don't want that shit scraping somebody's eyes out yeah, or doing exactly whatever. Right. So they actually have them tape that over. Yeah, you got to cover that up. To man. cover that up. You know, so I was like, I was like, that's kind of what I thought, but I wasn't quite sure. But I didn't realize how big of a focus that they make that be going on one of their pro practices. So, you know, you something you, that most people probably never think that about. You never think but about that could cause, you know, can cause Drop a fight. Yeah. Like what if fight. you're rolling with somebody and you get caught by the, 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 the end of a glove and then you're out that you can't fight in two weeks yep. or a week or something. I was like, dude, that's so smart. But it was like something so simple. That I never just, I guess, never caught, but I've, I've never really, a lot of times when you go and you happen to drop by a place where pro practice is happening, it's either already going on right. or it's something that you don't stress. I think maybe because this class was so big, they had an influx of newer people coming, and this was one of the days where like, well, hey guys, there's a few ground rules that we're going to ask you for, bless this, this, this. So it was kind of cool to see That's that, cool. and I was glad that Eric explained that. I was like, it's something simple, but... But, dude, um, yeah, I mean, again, it goes back. I don't understand why Eric didn't give me the call, <laughs> but I'm glad that he did. <laughs> ah, you know, he, he didn't want you in there hurting anybody. Week. He didn't want me hurting people. <laughs> They're like, bro, no Kimbo slice yet. We got guys that need to fight. We don't want anybody's fight out. Actually, he's like, we don't want anybody to murder this <laughs> this fat old dude. <laughs> we don't know if the waiver takes, you know, if, if it covers everything that happens in pro practice. So, well, shout out to your work at uh, Train Alta and everybody over there putting in yeah, the work. Yeah, good so. people, man, good people. Listen, man, uh, it, it's, a, it's a busy card this week, uh, a good card down in Austin, Texas. Neither one of us are going to be there for it, but we will talk about that. But I feel like um, the the – the the buzz is still a little bit over last week, man. I think I feel like people are still talking about this fallout from U UFC 275, which is kind of fun. You and I got to watch it together. That's not something we we yeah. do very often. Heck, even when we're working together, we're working apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back when we used to work for that unnamed outlet at one point in time. Uh, <laughs> that that up and coming over the hill outlet. <laughs> up and coming place. Um, I was right there. I did. I, I did want to say I was right about the uh, broken orbital. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted. To, you, you you saw it right yeah. there. You like got to be there broken was just orbital. Something so bad about that, but I didn't realize. What, hey, we're talking we, about Tyler Santos, of course. Wait, but I, the uh, what? Because some I've heard varying dates of how long that takes to heal. Like, what are you hearing that that would take? Because somebody was like, oh well, we immediately got to start going. Because somebody was saying, I thought they were saying six to eight months. Maybe that's something longer on that kind of thing. I don't mean that. You would think that that I would almost just think a year for sure, but I don't. Know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that long. But what I do think is that you. I mean, you you got to be careful. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, yeah, you, you're gonna have like. From what, I think you have to go like a month or something without like doing anything, like yeah. no contact at all. But you know, I don't think that then like a month you just go start sparring again yeah. or something like well, that. Well, it's just kind of thing. Like you know, everybody was like, oh, that was so good, rematch, 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 and it's like. Well, you can't even have that. Op you can't even have that conversation right now until you have a good idea of what that sort of. And who knows if healing is the same for every particular person. If one person's bone structure in their face heals 
maybe different than another, but that certainly puts that whole, you know, there's, you know, obviously, you know, people that were like, man, I still think the fight would have, should have went this way, you know, and it was this, you know, was Valentina lucky to get out of there? And a lot of people just saying, well, the best way to figure that out was just run it back. Well, that's not even an option now. I agree. And you can't slow the division I, I, I think it's going to – but here's what I would say is I think you could say to Talia, like, listen. First of all, I, I thought this was great because I did it in my own rankings, and I was glad to see that other people did as well. Talia in the official USC rankings actually moved up two spots despite the loss. I mean, that's not something you see very often, right, where somebody goes up in the rankings despite suffering a setback. What was she What was she ranked before? She was ranked at number four, and she went to number two. So it's still awesome. it's still Caitlin Chukagian is number one, Tyler Santos now number two, Lauren Murphy, and Jessica Andrade. And I'll be honest, that's exactly uh, how I turned my rankings in as well. Um, and I, I, I think it's well-deserved that she moved up. So I thought it was so cool that the whole panel rewarded her for that because that's somebody that did push up. And yeah. I will say, you know, and again, I had – I had two, four, and five. We talked about this on the uh, and a half episode. We talked about I, I had two, four, and five for Shevchenko, so I did score the fight for her. But two was close, and I know a lot of people are, are you know had those first three for Talia. I will say that while she was on top in that round, you'll, you'll remember she did get stood up in that round. So if you're getting stood up from a dominant position, that shows you how little activity you're actually getting done. That's control. That's not damage. That's not points being scored. Shevchenko was landing some pretty decent shots off of her back. Now, you, you, you know, it's rare. It has happened, but it's incredibly rare to, like, knock somebody out from your back. So, I mean, it's not like these are the most damaging blows ever, but they are there, and she was staying busy, and she did have a couple submission attempts as well. I thought she was going to have the, the go-go plata there for a second, which was crazy. So, to me... I was comfortable giving Shevchenko that round, but I do stand in full support of the rematch just because rounds four and five, you can't tell me that that broken orbital did not have a, an impact on, on what happened in there. And and, and I'm, I want to give credit to Valentina Shevchenko. She gutted out a way. She found a way to, in a difficult position, you know, battle out and win those last two rounds clearly. But you could see the pain on Talia Santos's face, which led you to call for the, the – that you felt it was probably a broken orbital and you were spot on. And I just don't think that you can say that – that broken orbital did not have a, a significant yeah. impact on what happened in four and five. For anybody to say that didn't, I mean, that was just that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you're so severely like altered at that point. And she even said she saw multiple vowels at that time, and she just hit the, hit one, the one in the, in the middle. middle. <laughs> you know, but to think that all right, your your vision's so blurry that you're you're seeing like that, and you're not seeing anything come from the other side, and to think that you still had like. Whatever ten minutes <laughs> or or whatever to go oh, in this fist fight, fight. Not, just, fist not, fight. Like, not ten minutes of like ridiculous. Not ten minutes of like oh uh, you were ten minutes on a bicycle you had yeah. to ride or something. And like I that. thought she did a fantastic job dealing with that. I mean anybody could fight through that and still put it to where it looked like she was putting Val in some real real danger. I mean credit to her. It's funny I was just reading one of the things where because she's supposed to have surgery by this point. I'm sure she's had the surgery already to get that done. You can't just hop on a plane. That's a good question. That's a good question. So that's the kind of thing, like, does she fly does she home and in then Singapore? do it? Does or she have does to she stay in Singapore and do yeah, it? Or stay there? I mean, you know what? I didn't check on that. Because I, 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 I know if you, you have, have like, broke... I wouldn't want to stay there because like, how could you afford to stay oh, there? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm assuming the UFC, the UFC would cover it. it if it was medical. But, yeah, it's so expensive. But uh, how much would they give you for a per diem every day? Because I mean, even then, but so if it's broken, there. it's not like you want to get on the plane if they're saying you can't fly after the surgery because it. Does that mean you can do that before you get the That's surgery? A good question. Or I don't is know that still you... extremely painful that you can't do it uh, beforehand? 
Because it's, it's with the pressure, or yeah, something, and it just—I—I I don't know what. I it know does. if you have like sinus cavity issues, you can't. So I was reading online. They said they tell you not even like blow your nose for like weeks, oh <laughs> or God. maybe it's days or something. That's crazy. So you, well, so here's what I say. I think you're right about that. I think the time may be enough that she's out. That maybe you can't do an immediate rematch, but yeah. I still think you could say. When you're ready, you get to go. Get that doesn't mean dead. that Valentina has yeah, to yeah, wait yeah. on you. Yeah. But you are still a number one contender. Yeah, not like that she dropped down and it's like, okay, work yourself back up through three or four fights. I don't think she needs to win another fight. I no, think, I I think mean, she, 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 I think she should get a shot when she's ready again. Yeah, I mean, if, if something happens and, and it's going to be where she's going to be out, um, you know, months and months and months, say it's even six months or something, you know, maybe she wants to let it even come closer to fully heal. I read different things online of what the full time frame of how it is to, to fully get back to that point. Um, maybe she wants a pickup fight. Maybe she doesn't want to go right back in there at the, at the top of the level. I mean, that does put risk at that. There is the possibility of losing, but man, if she fights like how she fought against Valentina, I mean, like I'm pretty confident she's going to be okay. Yeah. But coming in after a serious injury like this, I mean, Maybe not the worst of all injuries, but it is a very serious injury. Um, maybe, you know, with, with six months' time off, maybe she wants to pick up fight, but I, I'm with you as well. I wouldn't be opposed if they're just like, just when you're ready, we'll see where Val's at, you know, and we'll make it happen if it makes sense, you know. I mean, So here's to me where it gets interesting, right? You've got, you've got the Misha Tate, you know, she was already kind of angling at that, right? And Misha, of course, is angling for a, a title shot as well, but, uh, you know, she kind of, Valentina kind of mentioned that as, uh, an opportunity. She's facing Lauren Murphy. Uh, excuse me, not Lauren Murphy. Uh, who is she fighting scheduled up? Ah. No, it is Lauren Murphy. That's right. Okay, yeah, Lauren Murphy. So she's got that fight with Lauren Murphy. That's a big one. Now you've got Menno Fioro, who's fighting uh, Jessica Andrade as well, which it was supposed to be Caitlin Chukagian. And I thought at least with Caitlin Chukagian, if Caitlin Chukagian won – I think Caitlin herself has said, like, I, I get it. Like, I don't necessarily yeah. – I don't – like, I know – no. and it's sad to hear her say it, but she does say it, that, like, I know that nobody wants me to fight for the belt right now, so I'll just keep fighting. Um, but now you've got a couple of options available, and then I think they all could jump in Talia Santos's way. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out uh, with all this. Uh, there's there's definitely options. I think Talia should get a chance to get back in there when she wants. I, I did want to ask you, too – I don't want to say that Valentina's – so when we did the and-a-half episode this past week, it was immediately after the fights, right? Because um, you were going to have to do some work, so I was like, let's, let's, let's do this quickly. So we talked about it. We didn't get to watch the post-fight interviews at that point. So I've gone back afterwards and watched it. I wonder if anybody is – because I didn't necessarily hear Valentina saying like, my God, that was the toughest challenge I've had. Credit to Talia. Look forward to doing it again. You know what I mean? It was just like – yeah, I did what I had to do to just win another the day at the office. Yeah, it's like I, I don't. Yeah. Do you think it was a little bit off-putting to people? Maybe it was off-putting to me because I was like, "Come on!" Like I get it if somebody doesn't maybe didn't really watch what you're doing and they're like, "Okay," they just look and they say, "Okay, win, loss." You know, depending yeah. on what George, judges scorecards. Some made it look more impressive than others, but I was kind of put off because I was like, "Dude, you were up against the ropes," and you know, I can see where. I was. I even said before the very end, I was like, we might see the the belt change hands. So yeah. that's how confident I thought that Tyler gave her every bit of her a run for her money. So for her to go in and just be like, oh, you know, well, da 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 da, da and it's like, dude, and really? I don't see. That's I just I was a little, I was a little put I'm off. By it. I still love Valentina, but I, I was I was a little put Valentina. off. I love Valentina. I think yeah. I think she's. I say it all the time. I think she's pound for pound number one, and I yeah. think she's awesome. I mean, she does 
media in four different languages. You know what I mean? She's entertaining. She's great. Yeah. So like, I love all like that. Thing. That scene afterwards where she was out there talking to her, her uh, to Thailand and the team, and she was speaking in Spanish yeah. or whatever. I was like, what a stud, it's man! She's so, so cool. I'm not trying to pick on her, but I just it, it was a little bit off putting to yeah. me too, where I was just like, huh. Like it, it just I mean, you didn't been... notice like the broken orbital from the clash of heads, like maybe you know what I mean. Like even just to address that, to be like, look, you know, because it's not her fault. She didn't do it on no, purpose. So, but it would have been easy to say, like, look, you know, uh, this was man. I got pushed to the limit, and look, I, I I hate to see that injury that she suffered. I know that must have been difficult for her. Yeah. Clearly, it wasn't on you know, it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Um, I look forward to seeing her down the road again sometime. You know, she she certainly, put, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, I just. Again, I don't want to nitpick Valentina. She's an all-time great future Hall of Famer, greatest of all time. But it was just a little bit like, you're not going to act like yeah. like you got pushed to your limit there? It's, it's just weird because that was one of the times we've finally seen her really, really challenged where it felt like, wow, Valentina has to win this. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, most fights which like, oh, Valentina, just don't don't mess up and don't lose it because it's like watching you're like, oh, it's, it's already in the bag. This one was like, wow, you know. For us watching, it felt like it was like the toughest to date that I can remember seeing her have to fight to win. Yeah. And for her to not acknowledge that or not see that or feel that herself was just a little like, yeah, really? It's like, yeah, I just had to did do that, what I had to do. Just had to do. I just had to show up. I so, just had to show up and be me. You yeah. know. You know. I will say I, I did speak to somebody that was at the PI during some of her sessions. Um, and did uh, see the, the the injury that she was talking about. So if anybody is wondering, like, I mean, not that she would make things up, like she's never done it before, but, you know, yeah. she kind of talked about, well, I didn't dance because I had this injury, and some people might be like, ah, really? I, I heard that she did come in there kind of injured, so yeah. I'll, I'll at least give that story credit. Uh, all right, let's talk about the main event because I, I see a lot of discussion about this too because I do support the rematch here in the co-main event. I don't know if I support the rematch in the main event. A lot of people saying let's run this back. I don't, I don't know, man. What's, what's your thought on that? Because, look, this was an incredibly entertaining fight. No question about it. It was a fun fight. Yeah. Um, I have seen some and, – and I have seen some critics of, of the of, – I mean, the, the guys both kind of criticized themselves and said they thought they fought kind of sloppy or whatever. And, um, you know, there were some – but, I mean, that doesn't mean a fight's not entertaining. I mean, like, we, you know, one of the greatest, most entertaining fights of all time is Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner. And it ain't exactly like the most technical striking you've ever seen uh, in your life, right? So Definition of a slobber knocker. That's it, man. So, to me, if, you, if you've got a couple of wild exchanges, a couple non-technical – I'm okay with that like that's still entertaining so I'm not gonna yeah. criticize that uh, but I, I just wonder like I know when I spoke to Glover to share ahead of the fight he was like I want to fight in Madison Square Garden that is imperative to me before yeah. I hang it up I want to fight in Madison Square Garden and I hope he'll be ready to go it looks like that's happening around November again um, you know that's five months from now I, I believe that should be time to recover uh, and, and so hopefully he's okay I think you, you definitely put him on there I mean that's what he wants to do you do it for him he's a legend of the sport he's a draw um, and, and you put him on there I don't know that you necessarily run run it back right away. I mean, granted, he was you know less than thirty seconds away from walking out of there with his title, um, but I, I don't know if you know that it could potentially be his last matchup. I don't think the UFC is going to be real keen on giving him that, right? Knowing how close he is to retirement, it, it just doesn't do anybody any good, right? When you win the belt and, and quit and walk away, right? Because then the next person that comes in now, it's like, oh, well, you're not really the champion. You know, think how long it took to build back up middleweight whenever GSP and, you know, Bisping walked away. And I, I think I think it causes more problems. And so, well, I'd certainly sign up to see him again. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, and I'm not saying that, like, if they did it, I'd be like, what an outrage. I guess what I'm saying is I just can't see the UFC signing off on that, knowing that, like, uh, 
he's trying to get it back, but we know he's gonna he's gonna walk away if he gets it. That seems like yeah. they're setting themselves up for potential, you know, again, kind of devaluing the belt, so to speak. Yeah, but I guess it gives them also reason. To, I mean, they love title fights. They love the fact when they can throw them on a card. So I guess if they know that he did get the belt back, they know that, hey, guys, we get to have another title fight sooner than we thought we would have, you yep. know, if he did walk away. I do like the idea of, of giving him um, the opportunity to have a big fight for his last fight, if that is going to be the last fight. Um, that's me just out of love for Glover. I'd love, I'd love for him to have that opportunity because he's such a nice dude. But on the flip side, if I take if I take that out of the equation, if I take my own personal feelings and my likings of that fighter, and I just think of, all right, hey, here's a guy that, that won the light heavyweight belt, lost it on his first defense, does not have a big, long-reigning reign of defenses where you're like, oh, man, we got to give him a chance to get it back. He's not really owed it. You right. know, while he was, you know, in, in all actuality, winning that fight for most of the fight, that happens all the damn time. <laughs> Where somebody's winning, you're the, winning fight, the fight until you aren't, until you until you're not, <laughs> until you wake up on the mat. Yep. Um, so, in in that sense, when I take my personal feelings out of it, I don't think that he's owed for it. But I do, I would love to see if it is going to be his last fight that he gets everything that he wants. He might appreciate having that fight there. Say if that is the location, just to have that fight. Um, but I just, I don't feel the need that we have to run it right back. I think that sets a bad precedent um, for the belts. There's nothing that says every belt that you lose to the champion, the champion needs to have an immediate rematch. Right. I think it's when the, 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 the belt holder has just given, having such a long reign, a powerful reign, and then you're just like, oh, maybe this was just a bad day. Let's just make sure. Yeah. And I, I feel like then you're like, okay, then it's oh, because that champ has given you this, this, this. I love Glover, and like I said, if if you, if you take personal oh, effect out of it, I'd love to see it. You love know, to see it. Not yeah. to be, how cool would it be for him to get revenge, take the belt, hoist it in the air, and say thank you? It's been amazing. You know, the, yeah. <laughs> Here you go, Yuri. You can fight somebody else for this. You know, that's just that's the weird part. Like, yeah. the, the, the the statement would be awesome. Like the final scene in the Glover to share a movie would be awesome because yeah. he he revenges the fight that he lost, and you know maybe he gets the submission this time around if we're writing the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's him that gets out of a bad spot. Because Yuri will fight differently. Like yeah. to think that that fight will play exactly out the same is going to be completely different. Yep. I think Yuri had a lot of respect for him, but he felt everything. But he also realized, wow, I thought I could go in there and manhandle this old dude. That was not the case. There was a lot of great exchanges where Glover had great shots on him. So I think he'll have to go back, have a little moment in the samurai pool with <laughs> geishas all around him and he's thing, you know, in his martial arts villa and uh, really readdress it. So, I mean, that fight would be different and maybe it could be a, a completely different uh, outcome where maybe he's just getting his butt handed to him and then he comes to submission. But I just think that fight's going to be very, very different. But again, uh, I just don't feel that it's it's owed. I don't either. But I do feel that, man, this monster that we thought was coming in and was going to possibly annihilate the old guy is not the monster that we thought he was. He wasn't, but he did find a way to win. And I do yeah. think this guy can be a problem. Like, I do think there's a possibility that he could reign for a while. Now, I, I do yeah. think there's some tough matchups for him. You know, Ankalaev is one that stands out to me as one of the toughest matchups for anybody yeah. in the division. That dude's an absolute monster. 
Um, you know, there, there's going to be some challenges for him. I mean, look, Jan, Jan, Jan clips you, you, you know. Yep. It's going to hurt. Polish power. And he's got good ground skills as well. I mean, like, he's got strong wrestling. I mean, he's got good power and he's got strong wrestling. I mean. But yeah, but I do think Yuri has the capability. I mean, his career record is, is phenomenal. Again, yeah. it, we, you know, as we kind of said, maybe there's some, you know, some figures on there that you go, ah, but he was, but he was, you know, when you're finding people that you're better than and you're getting rid of them in the first round, you know what yeah. I mean? That's all you can do. That's yeah. if you're better, you got to hear him. So I, I do think there's a possibility that he could run off some wins here. But you know, again, it's tough. How about, how about that scene when he went back home, man? How cool was oh, that? Oh, that was really, I, really. I cool. love that, man. I and I love, I love that. I wish I that they had some numbers because it looked like it was easily like ten thousand yeah. more. Crazy, I don't know. Man. I mean, I mean, who knows how the the camera made it look, but regardless, it was that was completely cool. Yeah. I mean, how cool was that scene? I mean, I love it, one, because we always question sometimes how well it does uh, MMA fit in this market and some of these overseas markets. If there's not a better indicator of what it is and what it means to the people than what you saw there in that plaza to, to welcome them, I think that's a good answer what they think about MMA over there. It's so cool because in countries like – and that's what I love about it. I mean, look, don't, not that I don't cheer for American fighters. Of course I do, man. I mean, yeah. I, I see, like, great fighters. But I just want great fighters to do great things. But it's so cool when it's somebody from a country that has never had that before. You know what I mean? Because – it's just they get to go stand in front of their people and be this representative of like, bro, you can do this. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to dream, you can do this. And and I just think that's the great thing about fight sport. You know, it really is. I think more than maybe other sports out there, like you really can. Like, if you just yeah. if you believe in yourself, and you obviously it takes training, and you got to have some gifts, and you got it's not like anybody like can do it. But I'm just saying, like, there aren't the barriers to entry in like some, that there are in certain other sports. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you see that. And you see somebody that looks like you, that talks like you, that you know came from where you came from, and you see him, it just motivates you to to go do that. So I love seeing these other countries. Can I get that little taste of that man? That scene, yeah, it was cool. That scene was super cool. Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, this week the UFC is in Austin. Uh, we'll talk about that card a little bit. I did want to. I did want to ask you a couple of things real quick. Charles Oliveira. Keep, it seems like he's keep keep pushing for this Conor McGregor fight. Talk about. Does that? <sighs> Does that rub you the wrong way a little bit too? I mean, can, can you can you blame the man for just trying to take the I guess the the most lucrative fight available? You know, it, is he trying to make that? Is he pushing for that to be like the title fight? I think he's or just, just pushing. Well, that's a good question because I don't know if he's pushing for it to be the title fight. Because I haven't really paid too much attention. I did see some of the chirping, but I was just like, oh, it's just chirping. Yeah. But then I was like, man, I'd be more upset if he was like, bro, you're trying to make that the title fight. You're giving Connor everything that he wants, and maybe he would happen. You know, if the UFC's like. You're right. We didn't think about that. We're gonna make you and Connor actually fight for it. Come on, that man. would be super bad. That you're, you're right. You know what? And and, and I should have clarified that too because I've just seen him pushing for the fight. I didn't think about whether it's for the title or not. Because if it's just pushing for the fight, I guess I'm okay with it. Like you, you want to get just money, you're money. trying to get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're pushing for that and you want it for the belt, like come on, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, he's supposed to. I mean, it was supposed to be promising that his next fight was gonna be for the belt, right? right? So the fact that he's calling for like Connor's like ah oh, who Connor's just been chomping at the bit to come back for a title shot. If there was ever a possibility, I think especially where, uh, if there was ever a moment where it wouldn't it wouldn't be as absolutely mind just fucking ridiculous that Connor comes back and gets a title shot, it would be in a weird situation like this where the champ was stripped because he didn't make weight, so nobody has the belt oh right now and it's God. vacant. But this guy is supposed to be the one that's going to be getting fighting for it. 
Um, it, you know, if, D- if Dana's like, dude, we've been trying to get Connor back. We can't, whatever. This might even, this if this would, I mean, I guess it's the best of a possible option of having Connor just come back and fight, you know, if it is actually for something. But uh, it is very, very ridiculous. That, I can, and it's so funny because I've, I mean, we've talked about it here before. I can totally see Dana selling it exactly as you said. You know, look, it's Conor McGregor. He's yeah. one of the greatest in the history of the sport. He's back to the like. I can see him selling it, but like, I feel like that's one where like I would not be able to help myself like at the press conference if we were let's say like a yeah. pre-fight press conference or something to just be like giving him the Frank Mir face or something like, <laughs> like really like, come on, man. Yeah. And, and look, man, I'm not trying to hate on Conor McGregor. I'm not, man. We had so much fun covering Conor's career and I cannot deny he's the biggest star in the history of the sport. And I cannot deny that the web traffic would be through the roof. And I cannot yeah. deny, like, it's good financially for the sport. Right. But like, sometimes there just has to be a limit, right. Where you're like, okay, we know this is going to sell a million pay-per-views. But come on. Yeah. I feel like I think we've had that discussion over and over. We're like, come on, this, there's no way this would happen. There's no way. And it's happened. I feel like we shouldn't even just say it because I just feel like the universe is like, y'all still doubt me? You oh. still doubt me that I will make random shit happen? Um, you know, and again, uh, if, you know, time's ticking for everybody. I mean, there is a day where Connor's going to finally stop wanting to come back. Right. If this is the kind of thing that does get him back in, I don't think he's long for it. I mean, he can go and have fun and do these little random Floyd Mayweather boxing <laughs> events and make millions and millions for guys that are a lot less challenging as opposed to actually try to come back in and fight real guys at the top of the level, you know. So if there's a possibility they could do it, you know, of course I'm going to be like, whatever, you know. It's just, it's just interesting because while guys have the belt, when they legit have the belt and Connor's always chirping, a lot of them – don't say his name. They don't say his name. They're like, no, you're not even fighting right now. You're not even fighting. Get back in here. Work your way back up, you know, and then maybe. But, yeah, I mean, that fight would be good. But, you know, there's other guys in line. There's other guys in line. But now we have a case like this where it's like maybe I can ask for it and maybe it makes sense, you know. It's just weird for uh, – I would think it would be weird for a current belt holder knowing that he just had to fight his way and, you know, you got guys chomping at the bit to say – I'm just going to skirt all these guys and, and go for this money fight. If there's never an opportunity where shit's already out the window, shit's already weird, you know, like the the fact that we don't have a belt holder because a guy couldn't make weight because of this weird scale thing. Maybe the UFC will feel bad and be like, bro, that was a weird situation. Our bad, our bad. How do we make that right? He's like, well, I want Connor. And they're like, all right. okay, okay, because, you know, we want Connor right. too. Now, Charles, Charles, one thing. What do we tell Dustin? Please tell me. What, what do we play? You know what I mean? Charles, help me figure this out. I want to make this happen for you. I want to make this fight happen for you. What do we tell Dustin? Well, tell Dustin he's got first dibs on the winner. He wants that fight with Connor. Connor and him need to get need to figure that beef out as well. And you know, and regardless, it's best of oh. both worlds for Dustin. If that was a guaranteed, you get the winner. Like we're gonna do this crazy thing. You get to come cage side. You get to watch. But we'll give you the winner. You know, then it'd be a, it'd be something because if Connor's like, oh, no, 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 blah, 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 you know, then it makes him look like all a right, bitch. All right, all right, you're doing okay, Charles. You've done well there. We've done well there. All right, now, what do we tell Islam? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, he doesn't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're terrible, Charles. Is like who? I don't even know who yeah. you're talking about. Who, who's this guy? Ah, he's, no, guy. He, he's nobody. He he needs to fight a couple more times. Oh. Oh, but you, you say Connor can come right back in. He hasn't fought in how many years? So crazy. Uh, you mentioned Floyd Mayweather. You gonna you gonna watch the, the next boxing? No, season? I'm torn on. I mean, it, man. I mean, if 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 
because uh, I'm sure there's a cost involved to watch it. Oh, it's going to be pay-per-view. I mean, if it's not, I, of course. If, if I didn't have to come out of pocket to watch it, absolutely, I would love to watch Floyd. I love Floyd. I'll watch it with somebody Floyd's, else's money. Yeah, that's it. That's I it. I mean, Floyd, Floyd is spectacular. I mean, he's, I mean, again, anybody that gets to, like, that level, you know, that is just – it's like uh, when you have a great band that, you know, you're like, oh, they're maybe not as good as they were, but, you know, they're only going to be touring for so long. Right. If you get an opportunity to watch them fight, watch them fight. Do we, would we rather see Floyd fight somebody that's actually, you know, a high-level guy that's really going to challenge him? I mean, Floyd's given us a lot of those in the past. So, I mean, if this is how we get to watch him fight, yeah, I'm very, very interested in watching it, but am I going to come out of pocket for this, like, Side See, show. That's what I'm torn on because, like, they need people to pay. And I kind of feel the same way. Like, you know, they had a press conference here the other night. They announced it and they had this great promo video for it. And I thought the same thing. Like, if I get a chance to watch Floyd Mayweather do his thing, yeah. I want to do it, man. You know what I mean? Like, the, he's only going to be around for, I mean, a little bit longer. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he'll keep doing this forever. But he is a master of his craft and it's cool to watch it. But if you want me to pay like sixty bucks of my money for it, you know what I mean. If you want me to pay sixty bucks of somebody else's money, yeah, all right, fine. You know what I mean. But for a fight I, with no ramifications, that's no ramifications. I mean, whatsoever. His, and they'll his, probably make a rule where there's not even a winner or loser if it goes to a decision. Well, right? I mean, it's like, an exhibition, right? Exactly. So it's just. So, I mean, like it's not his taint. His record's not going to be tainted. But there is something. I mean, his fight when he when they uh, when he opens up his gym. And always allowed us in the past so for different ones cool. to watch him training. It's so badass. So cool. It's so amazing. That's You're as fun like, as the fights. Wow. Just watching him. Just his open workouts are as fun it's as the funner. Fun. I mean, like, because you see the whole entourage around, but the, his his work profit process as he's working the bags and when he's just makes it so at ease. But then you see all this shit that you don't ever get to see in the fight because the guy never draws it out of him. Even just jumping rope. Is he Jump, just... It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Like, I would love to, to, to be able to see one of those again because that was always really cool. It was always just a crazy – it was a crazy hassle, but it was so amazing watching because you're literally watching one of the best guys that's ever done that sort of thing do it. And again, so this exhibition, you know, who knows what this other guy is. I mean, if they spin in enough ways, we'll go in there with some sort of anticipation, like maybe he's going to touch him a couple times. But we all realize, too, a lot of these guys, and especially the guy at Floyd, I mean, they know who how to pick their people. They'll pick the right people. You know, I'm sure that, you know, the guy's going to present some challenges. But whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd be more than happy to watch it. I'm just not going to pay to do it. That's just what I'm I wonder is, is how Ryzen makes money off this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... I just I just don't get it, man. Like you know, you got to pay Floyd a chunk of money, and then you got to turn around and try to convince people to want to buy it for sixty bucks. And I just don't know how you do that, yeah. man. Like, but also, dude, don't. What the thing about that is, they're not just they're not. Um, it doesn't depend on just this market. That's true. It's one thing where it's a Floyd fight, and save it to pay per view here on Showtime or whatever. They need the American market, and then they just hope somebody else outside in, in another country does it. This has a huge other base of audience that's going to be interested in this. So it takes a lot of the pressure of just an American audience reaching in their pockets mm -hmm. and get it. They have a huge base over in Japan and other areas where they're going to be like, okay, well, we want to watch our guys. Yeah. They understand also the benefit of, you know, even if you watch like anime and uh, a lot of this other stuff, the underdog role, the, the, the guy that's working his way and his, his storyline, fighting the champion, the unbeatable guy, that's, probably 80% of a lot of anime out there, you know, right. the upcoming True. guy. So this is a real-life opportunity for them to watch somebody of their, that's on the way up or somebody that's, you know, the underdog fighting the, unbe the unbeatable boss level in a game or whatever. So 
there's going to be a lot of people that buy into it. You know, there's a lot of people that bought in all the other ones as well, you know. So while they might struggle to reach us because we're like, oh, man, we've seen the same thing over and over and over, you know, you're going to have a lot of people overseas that are like, dude, we never get an opportunity to see this happen. It's true. They're like, okay. And plus, I mean, I don't know how many pay-per-views they're reaching in their pockets. They're not getting asked to reach into their pockets every week, every month so if you do for sign, an event Well, so. and if you sign broadcast deals, if you sign, like, yeah. maybe maybe you just sign. They might have broadcast deals So, so you there. might have, like, bro- exactly. You might sign things where you don't need a pay-per-view. Right. At, at that point, like, if you can get networks from around the world to pay you for it, like, right. I get that. Then this is just all gravy. I get that model. The pay-per-view model just seems tough, man. It yeah. seems really tough, but. But I, again, I'm, I'm in. It just it's hard. It's hard to pay money for a fight that doesn't really mean that doesn't anything. mean anything. <laughs> what about uh, Greg Hardy to BKFC? Does that uh, does that excite you at all? I mean, I'm I have I'm not one of these people that's like I'm I'm gonna chastise this guy for the rest of his life. I agree. I'm glad he's able. To, he's always was always nice to me. Was always fine. I know a lot of people that he walks in the room for some reason. I just can't stop fucking cringing. That's not me. Right. Um, I'm interested to see how he does in there. I actually am too. You know, he's got great power. Um, it's going to be very, very different for him. And uh, if he doesn't have good footwork, well, it's not like the guys he's going in there are straight up, straight up boxers as well. He's I mean, so, who knows? He's so big He's just big so and big. Athletic, and he's man. so quick. He's so whatever. He, and if he does great, good for him. I mean, maybe that was the right platform for him. I think he's going to um, do better there. He could. I think he's going to do better there. He really, I certainly wouldn't want to be across the ring with him, no gloves. Like, just he's a he's a he's a monster, you know. Jeez. So I mean, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm interested to see it just because, um, you know, like you said, it might be the best platform for him. But I, you know, I'm just glad he's working. I'm glad anybody's working. I mean, he's never did anything to me, so I have no reason to to hate on him and do whatever. Um, so yeah, if, if it, it becomes his home and they're willing to take a chance on him. We always knew he had talent. We always knew that he had possibilities to do great things. He just ran into some tough competition. And UFC is just the a tough UFC's place the toughest to level to be. Tough place to learn. And it kind of that was that, tough that's place it. to learn. He's he was learning on the job, and uh, we've seen some people that have been able to do that. You know, typically those are in the lesser weight classes where maybe um, you're not taking the heavy heavy damage that a lot of the bigger guys in the bigger weight classes. Like to 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 learn the ropes at a heavyweight class when you know that any fight can end in a moment, you know, in the bigger classes, and I think that that could even I wouldn't want to even at like a middleweight to try to learn the the ropes Hell at no. that level. I mean, because most of le- the middleweights were probably light heavyweights, you know, they're able to kind of get down um, or bigger that are able to kind of get down. But um, good for him. I mean, if it, if it works out. Um, I think it would be good. You know, I'm glad he's able to get his thing. I mean, I, I don't – I understand why that some people will always have issues with him. I but I don't understand the, the, the hate to where you're just like, you, you, you know – You can never have a second chance You can never life. have another I, chance. I, I, I yeah. get it. And we've talked about it before during yeah. his career. Like, I'm the same way. Like, he's always been great to us and, and, and you know, polite, respectful, and yeah. behind the scenes, hardworking. I'm like, dude, he, he did some dumb shit in his life. There's yeah. no question about it. But, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I guess, like – there's certain things that you don't come back from, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I don't know, man. It's I, I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's hard to just say for the rest of someone's life they don't get a chance to earn a living. They don't get a chance to have positives anymore. It's tough. I mean? It's tough to. I mean, I, I think we're supposed to take people for face value when you meet them. You know how they carry themselves. You're right. There's maybe some things, you know, and I mean there are some things that you never, you can't ever really erase from, but. You know, when somebody presents themselves to you and all those interactions, you're taking that person for how they are at that particular moment. And a lot of that takes mistakes and things that you do, and then you correct them, and then you 
you move forward and you try to, you know, live your best life. And then in those interactions, you're seeing that person have their best life and they give you no reason to, to hate them. I would hate for somebody to always hold against all the stupid shit that I did oh, in my life, you geez. know? So, um, He's a completely different human being, man. Yeah. So completely different. But no, good for him. I, th I hope he thrives. I mean, BKFC needs some studs. Bro, look at the stuff they're doing, man. MVP yeah. versus Mike Perry. I, that I is bonkers. I dude. talked to MVP earlier this week, and he had the greatest quote. He was like, I, I was like, dude, what is it? I was like, you, sh you guys shocked the world. Like, nobody saw this coming. Nobody you know? saw that coming. He was like, man, it's the fight that nobody knew they needed. He's like, and once we announced it, like, now you. And I'm in. I, I do. I, I think it's a tough assignment for Mike Perry, man. I think it's a so tough. tough assignment. Respect to him for taking it because Michael that's, Page, man. Yeah. That's that. I'm making a paid. dollar sign. If you, if get you paid. Know, he's getting that money. <laughs> he's, he's. Uh, I mean, outside of just having some serious raw power with his hands, I think he does have good movement. He has got good headman. He's much more of when he moves around, he's much more of, I think, has boxing, much more boxing look to him. Than Page, mm -hmm. Page is not going to have the time to sit back and just like throw those strikes, throw those legs, use that length. You know, I mean, if Mike just comes in and tries to bulldog him and gets him up close, it's going to be rough for Mike. But if Michael Page, being who he is, um, can keep that distance, that's yeah. a super tough challenge. But you're taking half of the weapons away taking from it. Page going in there. Yeah, taking half the weapons away, but he's got. I feel like you know the speed is going to be on his speed, side. The, right. The, the, Oh. But, you know, but also, too, I mean, you know, Perry's been in there. Perry knows what to expect in one of these fights. I think there's going to be that initial moment of MVP where he's going to be like, wow, this is sort of different and surreal, you know. And then in those tiny moments, if, if something happens and he lets his guard down or if Mike catches him with something, Mike's got the power to kind of mm -hmm. leave him a little iffy for a little bit. And then he's – and Mike's got great hand speed as well, man. If he can, if he can lay some hands on him, I think he could really – make a good run on this. And, uh, I mean, this is the kind of fight that no matter what people maybe say where Mike's career is right now for him, um, that's the kind of fight that puts him back on the back on the radar for being like a he's, badass. He's another one that this is the perfect fit yeah. for him. This is the yeah. perfect organization for yeah. him to be in. It you really, know? really is. What uh, reports out today is a beat Megamet Sheriff retiring. Said do anything for I, I I did not see that. Yeah, I think oh you know what you've been busy editing media day stuff. Yeah, but a report came out that he's elected to call it quits. Uh, I guess I'm bummed, but I, I'm I'm I see I see a lot of people kind of the emotion stirred. I, I guess just the writing's been on the wall for a while. I guess I half expect it's. I, I'm extremely disappointed because I feel like that guy was destined for some great things and and for we sure. didn't do and we didn't see it all the way through. But I'm. I can't say that I'm necessarily shocked by it happening. It just it seemed like the the writing's been on the wall for a while that he just wasn't going to come back. And by the way, if he is retiring in order to to be a doctor, which I saw at one point earlier this year, holy hell! If that's the truth, much respect to that man. I had no idea that he even uh, had one. I mean, went to school or anything. I don't know if he's just starting guy. school now. Like. <laughs> oh, okay, well, then that may, may be something because <laughs> I never heard the, of those aspirations. But good for him. Um, but, no, I, I'll have to read more. I mean, this is, that's a guy that, I mean, I know for a long time we were like, this is a guy that has possibilities of, of maybe becoming a champ someday, mm -hmm. you know. And then that just sort of, you know, had a hard time getting booked. And then I think he had a bunch of injury, injury problems issues, and yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, but, no, I mean, wow. Um, 
that's kind of that's kind of crazy. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of guys that have been coming out of that region and area, you know, it's tough to keep your name on top of everybody's list of the bad guys to kind of watch out for, you know, because he's kind of been out of the out of the picture. But um, but good for him, man. If he's able to kind of walk away and he has something that he's excited to do, good for him. Good for him. I just decided I was gonna be a doctor yeah, one day. It's I like, mean, stop this. My, it's it's so funny. My brother, who. Uh, was a career, I mean, career military, retired out of the military, but he was like airborne, like ranger, you know, did all this other crazy shit, retires. I'm like, oh man, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to be a nurse. I was like, where did that come from? (laughs) Where did that come from? You know, so now he's, you know, he's a nurse and does his shit, you know? So I'm just like, some days people will just throw you for a loop and you're just like, where did that come from? So uh, good for him. Good for him, man. Good for him. A lot of MMA this weekend. Uh, of course, PFL is on Friday night, so if you want to check that out, 2022 PFL 4 is on Friday night in Atlanta. Clay That's Collard and Alex Martinez in the uh, in the main event. Clay Collard has looked fantastic since yeah. going over there. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. and Brucey e. Soto in the co-main event. That's Shoe Face. who got the 29-second win last time out there. Olivia Abin Mercier versus Ross Manfio is in there. Miles Price, Jeremy Stevens. So, um, it's a good card. It's a good card. Got the debut of Josh Silvera, who I don't know if he'll be able to get another fight in or not. So I don't know if he's going to make himself uh, playoff eligible, but at least we'll see. You know, the kind of the prospect. Uh, definitely worth worth watching there. It's pretty, it's a pretty good card. And, I, and again, I, I like the PFL product, man. I like the standings. I like the way it works. Um, and it's pretty cool to see. You know, after I, I got to see one earlier this year, kind of how it's like a little community, man. Like they're a small organization. You know what I mean? But the fact that like everybody in your division fights on the same card, so you're all around the hotel that week. You're all around, you know. It's it's always your weight class all around you. It's kind of funny to see it. I tell you the one thing that's really crazy in talking to Shoeface is that because right now it's him number one in the standings and his teammate Amari Akhmadov number two in the standings, fellow USC veteran. And those guys are like primary training partners. And I'm like, so if you like, you guys are like primary training partners. You're one and two in the division right now. Have you stopped training with each other? And he's like. No, like we're just, like he helps me. He gives me good rounds. Like, no, nah, we're still training together. I'm like, that's crazy. So yeah. he said, look, I, I hope that if we do have to fight each other, that it's in the finals. You know, it's it's for the million bucks. He's like, I would never say no. It's an opportunity like that. He would never say no. You're not gonna take an opportunity away from your teammate. Yeah. Um. That's still that's tough. I hate to suggest it, and I feel dirty for saying this. Uh oh. But if it was your teammate, and I think it's like a million if you win and like a hundred grand if you lose, couldn't you be like? Split it. What if we just go five fifty a piece and see what happens? Would you do that, or would you be like, if it was my boy? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't care, especially if I already had that million from the year before. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I'm good. And I hate saying that because, like, I'm not trying to throw out like conspiracy theory shit, but I mean, private business between guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like, you know, we could just. Well, split even this. then, I mean, just go in and like, I mean, but it doesn't even say you have to like half-ass it. Maybe you just go in with the understanding, like, bro, we're both gonna Let's give. Say, it we're, up. we're gonna give oh. our all. We're going all out. We're gonna go all out, but hey, regardless of it is, I'm willing to. If I win, I'm willing to give you half, and if you win, are you willing? Drop a contract. Let it all hang out, yeah. right? In some way, I mean, doesn't we, mean that you have to go. Yeah, you have to like fix it or let's whatever. Let's go put on an exhibition yeah. or let's go. No, we're no, we're going to let it all hang out. We're willing to split the pot between the two of us. Isn't it kind of like what, what guys, like the people that are like uh, against the win bonus in the UFC, yeah. right? They're like, oh, no, if we didn't have a win bonus, then we wouldn't have to worry about playing it safe. If they do make it to the finals and they train together on a daily basis, like they know each other, like maybe it ends up not being that great of a final, but if they're splitting the money and they don't care, maybe I just shouldn't even talk about it. Cause well, I mean, especially, I mean. I'm sure that's some, kind of, I can see I'm sure that's some kind of like illegal collusion. Or well, I mean, that's, well, that's, well, it's only collusion. 
solution if you're if you're attempting to alter the fight, if you're attempting to do something, if you're just going in with like a, a agreement, like, okay, the two purses between, at least this is how my brain's working out. There's two purses involved. We're willing to fight. Let's just be willing Let's to split the, the money digits. instead of, hey, the winner gets this amount and this gets this amount. How about we just ag- agree to split the money two ways and then we still fight. All right, now let's say it's your boy, right? It's your boy. It's 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 your boy that you train with every single day. Yeah. And you whip his ass six ways to Sunday every single day yeah. in sparring. Do you still do it? Well, it just depends. It depends. <laughs> like, well, if you, I mean, like if you know in your head, like this dude does not have a chance against yeah. me. He's my best well, friend, I guess, and well, I, I love him. Say, when you start saying <laughs> when you start saying best friend, and I mean that that's different. Um, I mean, if it's just a guy that you train with, and you're like, dude, this is like my favorite dude to go hard with, you know, like we train with each other for, you know, the past year or two. It's different than, say, maybe a guy that you're like, I've known this dude for 10 or 12 years. I've watched him into this thing. We became best friends. Right. You know, and I know his family. I know his wife. I know his kids. I know whatever. Then it, you know, then it just depends on, like, your relationship and what you want to, to, to share with your friend. Um, if it's just like, yeah, we're buddies, but, you know, I know you're okay. You're going to be okay with the hundred grand. I'm going to be real good with this million. (laughs) (laughs) You know, then maybe you do it. I mean, and if, but if that's the kind of thing where, you know, you know, if there was a possibility to do that sort of thing and you're not willing to, you know, maybe humor that idea, maybe, maybe you're not really that close to friends as as you think you are. And then you, and then, and then if you do it, you never mention a word publicly about it ever. Right. Because the public would chastise you. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm I'm torn both ways. I mean, it's one thing if if you're trying to keep a secret and people find out, then they they assume that you were that it's shady. That it's shady. That you weren't above board. That you were doing something below the table, you know, without the public eye. But if you just say, "Hey guys, this is how we're approaching it. I like this guy. I respect this guy. I think pay structure fucking sucks in this company, but we realize that if we pull the money, we can get a better share for both of us. So we're gonna go out there and try. I'm gonna try to smash his face in." But I want him to be able to go home with a decent pay, and I want, if I lose, to go home with a decent pay. I wonder how people you know? would react to that. It would be kind of cool if you're like, look, if you're just like, we're talking about this. Like, look, me and this guy go every day. We don't want to split the camps up. We don't want to split the team up. We don't want to make, like, everybody uncomfortable and all that. So we've just decided we, we worked our ass off here. We won our regular season fights. We won our semifinal fight. We're here. And just so that it's not uncomfortable for anybody, we've yeah. agreed we're going we're gonna to split this 50-50. I wonder how the public would react to that. I mean, I'm sure they would assume that something could happen. I mean, it would be a really poor form if, if, everybody, if, if everybody believes the story and then fight night, you guys both out there and do like a Rocky Apollo first punch, boom, and you're just like, you good? Uh. You good? Ah! <laughs> they, both, they both drop to the ground, you know, <laughs> or, or something. Um, but that I think, would be bad. Like, like Shoeface just got a 29-second submission last time. If he got a 29-second <laughs> submission and everybody knew it was public, they'd be like, mm. I mean, but that's the kind of thing. If the fight happens and you're seeing it, people will tell. People, I mean, regardless of what most people think about MMA fans and how fickle they could be, MMA fans read through bullshit really quickly. If you're watching the fight, you're going to tell when somebody's pulling their punches. You're going right. to tell when somebody's not fighting somebody or not finishing somebody. Um the, the fighters would hear that, and then you know that. But that's the kind of thing that would I would think would ruin the career. If you're going to try to send, sell us on a wonderful PR story, you got to live up to the fight. Because if not, I don't I don't want to see you again. You know, crazy. But I'm not I'm not opposed to it. But I can see where more people think that that means that they're trying to finagle the system. Because if you take the fear the 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 pure competition out of trying to get the bigger amount of money. Because everybody's going to be fighting harder to try to get the bigger amount. If you take that away, 
is it hard for people to believe that you're still going to go in uh, giving 100% knowing yes. that there's a participation trophy, yes. you know? Yes, 100%. 100%. So. Yeah. Terrible idea. But it just came to my mind. But I, yeah. I, I, I did find it intriguing that they're both gunning for this million dollars. They're like, ah, we still go together. I mean, how day. many times do we hear when people are like, you know, even you – know, we've heard people say even if it was like a, a belt, though, like I'll leave the division, you know, I'll go whatever. I'm mm -hmm. not going to fight my boy. You know, then as the years went on, we started hearing people say, well, you know, that I'd hate to think of it, but, you know, if it's for a belt, then maybe I would. You know, now we're actually seeing that possibility here. Um, it just depends, man. It just depends on uh, on friendship. But, um, you know, when your family, especially when you have a family, you know what it's like to have to provide. And if you know you have the possibility of giving a larger amount of money to your family, it's like, I like your family, bro, but – I got to live with my wife right. and my kids over here. <laughs> yeah, that's a single man's decision. Yeah. That's not a married man's decision. The wife is like, you did what? I didn't say you could take half my money and give it to somebody Didn't say that at all. <laughs> didn't say that at all. Too funny. All right, the UFC is in Austin on Saturday. I think this is a phenomenal card, if I'm being honest with you, man. I think very, very entertaining fights from top to bottom. Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. Uh, man, yeah. it really, really intrigues me. Uh, was doing a breakdown early for this for, for Sports Illustrated, and it's just, you know, I... I oh, you mean the new home for Chris Perrone? The new home for Chris Perrone, man. My favorite guy at yeah, USA Today is now a part a of nice, Sports Illustrated. Nice hire for show. Man, it's funny you mention that. Yeah, Chris Perrone was, uh, was in charge of... Uh, our acquisition at MMA Junkie. I mean, that's how long he goes back at Gannett. And, and honestly, man, uh, and I'm not just saying this. I mean, uh, anybody that knows behind the scenes, I, I, honestly, an absolute, you know, just a great human being and honestly my favorite person at that entire company. And um, and a guy that I sought advice from sometimes and sought, uh, you know, guidance from even after he wasn't really uh, in charge of it anymore. So to see that he came over to Sports Illustrated, which – I don't work directly for Sports Illustrated, but obviously we, we have partnerships with them. Um, very, very, uh, very exciting. So That's very cool. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really happy <laughs> for that. The, I feel like the I feel like the world works in mysterious ways sometimes, <laughs> and uh, I think that could open some some cool doors for us moving forward. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing a, a breakdown for them. And I'll, I'll say this, man. You know, I, I think you know if you look at the stats, both these guys more than ninety percent of their fight time is on their feet. No surprise there. We know yeah. they both like to bang. Calvin Cater, you think of a traditional boxer. Josh Emmett, you think of a guy that, yeah, a boxer, but a dude that just loads up on power and, and, yeah. can, and can drop you. Um, I, I, I ended up saying that I do think Calvin Cater is the proper um, favorite here. I just think that his experience in long fights, his chin, his reach, his volume, all those bode well for him. Not that Josh Emmett can't catch him. He can. Yep. I do wonder, and I was saying that maybe you'd want to look at some live betting options. I wonder if Josh Emmett might try to switch it up a little bit and maybe – Maybe try to turn this into a wrestling match. Maybe try to turn this into a bit of a grappling match. Um, I know he's got that that heavy hands and, and and likes to land big shots, but I do wonder if if he goes in with that game plan if it might serve him well. I I think it has to be on the table at this point. I mean, I think he's going to get pushed to you know if not the hardest that he's ever been pushed, and he's going to have to be able to use all weapons. Oddly enough, you know, as you bring it up, uh, everybody at for most part at the MMA Junkie staff lean on Calvin Cater with good reason. But I did not. Really, you went Josh Emmett. I went Josh Emmett. Oh, look, dude, he's got the power to get he's it done. He's got the power, and I think that's what I leaned on was just his durability and his toughness and his ability to catch him. And I think just that power that seems for him to stay the whole entire fight. Um, but yes, ha having also that ability to get the wrestling and just be able to do that sort of stuff. I mean, granted, Calvin Cater has lots and lots of weapons. Um, very, very dangerous, and it's probably a stupid pick. But I, I just remember after one of the last Josh Emmett fights, I was like, man, why do I, why do I 
pick against this right. guy. You know, he always surpri- he always surprises me. Um, comes from a great team, and he's just got he's got an engine for days. Not that Ka- Cater doesn't, um, but I don't know. I just it just for me. Normally, I think if I would have picked this a year ago, Cater would have been a, a no brainer for me. Right. But I just feel like something just felt different about this one. So yeah, I went with Emmett, and maybe it was partially because I was watching so many of our uh, fellow staff just be like, oh, Cater. Kidder, Kidder. I was like, dude, everybody's just riding him off. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want – part of it in my head, I was like, when I see the staff picks all land on the page, I don't want it to just be one-sided. And then if something happened, everybody's like, ah, Junkie's stupid, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But so I was like – one for the team. I did, but then <laughs> – but I feel good about this one. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was like a, a stupid play either. It definitely felt like if there was one to pick on this one where – Maybe I didn't pick the traditional guy that everybody else is going to be saying. I thought it was this one. Got, and I don't feel bad about this pick at all. He's got power in his hands. Yeah. And if he can be a little creative. So I, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Cowboy versus Joe Lozon, of course, the reschedule fight. A clean-shaven Cowboy Cerrone, by the way. The beard is gone. I had a double take. And when I looked, I was like, who's this cat? And until I saw the, the giant dip in his mouth, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Cowboy. I, uh, I, of course, am picking Cowboy in this fight because I am an unabashed Cowboy homer. Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, my guy. Guy. Um, in the same way that I always pick Andre Alosky, uh, I'm always going to pick Cowboys. So never look to me for unbiased recommendations in a Cowboy uh, fight. Um, I know it's you a would never live it down on Arlovsky. If you didn't pick Arlovsky and you came uh, in there, he'd, he'd he, would probably, he would probably just mean mug you and then like <laughs> just be like, "What happened? Yep. Did I make you mad? Or are we in a fight? You know, like so true. what did I do, John? <laughs> so true. I, I I hope this isn't his last fight. I know he told us. Um, in Phoenix last time when he was supposed to fight, that he liked the idea of maybe getting one more because I believe that would be his 50th fight under the Zufa banner. They so talked about it today in the thing. He said he was wrong in his count. He would need two more after this one, but he does want to stick with the idea of 50. Of getting the 50. If he gets the win, he wants to try to go for 50. Wow. All right, cool. So we but get that would be more. two more. That would be, yeah, this one and then two I, more. I didn't want to not be at Cowboys retirement fight in Texas. So that that, that would have been real bad. That would have been bad. So been bad. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, but look, man, the matchups keep going. Kevin Holland versus Tim Means. I mean, tell me. That's a good fight. Tell me who you're picking in that one. That's a tough one to pick right there, man. I picked Holland. Did you? I don't know, man. Tim means so dirty and grimy, Tim, though. And and Tim's just so methodical, man. I love I love the way he was chatting in, in the media day today. He's like, you know, I know Kevin's going to talk. He's like, when he talks, he messes up. He gets off balance, and he does shit. He's like, my plan so is to get talk him talking. Him. He wants to get him talking, doing whatever. And Tim pulls stuff out, man. I just know that this – Kevin Holland is so dangerous, and he's so talented – We've just seen him falter when he finally gets at that at that at the precipice of like, bro, win this, right. you're gonna get the title shot. Right. Win this. This is not that fight. And I feel like this is one of those fights that he seems to do well and he thrives. He understands that this is the kind of fight he needs to win if he wants his career to advance. And it doesn't have the pressure of carrying the fight week, you know, having to do all the extra media. This should be the fight that he, he you know, thrives in. He says he's been working a solid year of wrestling. I mean, he's saying all the right things. I mean, if he can let his head not get out of the fight, if he can not let the dirty bird kind of take it over and get him out of his head, I think he has all the talent in the world um, to push Tim to 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 the brink. I mean, but Tim's so darn tough. I mean, like, to think that this is going to end in a quick knockout or even, like, a, a quick submission – I don't see that happening. I think no. both these guys are talented enough to do it, yep. but they're just both so darn tough. I mean, mm-hmm. the, more than likely this is going to be a decision, and it'd be cool if it was like a close one because the action's so good. Um, but both of them have that capability of 
making a, a good unanimous decision, you know, definitely a one-sided fight, but um, it should be good. But yeah, I lean, I lean toward Holland, but I was, I was a little it's hard um, to pick against Tim Means, though, right? It's a hard pick. It's hard to pick against Tim Means. It's a really Means. hard pick. That's a good one. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, Albert Drive, uh, Julian Marquez versus Gregory Rodriguez could be great. I'm skipping over one. I love this fight so much. Demir Ishmagulov versus Gurum Kutatalaze. I love this fight so much, and I think both these guys are phenomenal. I just, I love seeing this matchup. But I feel like it's a weird one, right? Because I feel like these are two dudes that are incredibly unknown and yep. underrated and have these phenomenal career records and phenomenal abilities, and their style is fun. Um, but I feel like one of them is going to win, and it's not going to mean anything because they're both kind of unknown and underrated. You know what I mean? So it's like I feel like both these guys need names so people can go. You know, it's, it's hard, I think, sometimes for the casual audience to latch on to these, you know, foreign guys that they don't really know. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know, pairing them up against each other, not that I'm saying like, oh, foreign dudes shouldn't be fighting each other, but these two specifically, I love the fight and I hate the fight at the same time because I feel like, you know, somebody's not going to get the rub that they deserve off of it, unfortunately. So. Yeah. You're right. I mean, and these are kind of names that's funny. You know, I look them like, they're names that don't really stand out as like you know. I was like, man, I feel like I should know those guys better. I was like, oh, maybe maybe he's only fought a couple times. <laughs> and you look at like yeah, like a Demir's uh, Ismagulov's like record, and he's got one, two, three, four. This be this fifth UFC fight, like and, and bro. Yeah, why don't I know this name as much? You're not alone, and a <laughs> lot of people ridiculous. don't know who the I mean, guy granted, is. Some of those fights were overseas, but then I'm like. Oh, well, that fight was at the Apex, and this was, I was like, oh, why don't I know this? I know, you know? I'm telling you. So I'm a little bummed about that. Like, I love the matchmaking, and I'm bummed about it as well. But, dude, yeah. listen, man, this thing keeps going. Kyle Dacus versus Roman Delizia, that should be a great fight. That should be a good one. Uh, and stylistically, those are great matchups. And, of course, Kyle Dacus, I got some CFSC love. Phil Halls versus Deron Wynn is going that to be, be a really good visually one. weird to see. <laughs> uh, but I I cannot wait. It, it could, could be fun. Uh, Jasmine Jezidivisis, another uh, CFFC vet, taking on the newcomer in Natalia Silva. Then you keep going. Court McGee versus yeah. Jeremiah Wells, another CFFC vet right there. I just need to point out, CFFC is rolling heavy on this card. Uh, Tony Kelly versus Adrian Yanez. Of course, that one has taken on a meaning with uh, the Brazilian crowd backing Adrian Yanez and, and Gilbert Burns telling me like he seriously has like worked with a coalition of Brazilians to give Yanez – a bonus money if, if he wow. knocks out Tony Kelly. He's like, I've been in t contact with him. Like, we got some Brazilians that want to, like, put some money together and give him a bonus if he scores a knockout. Of course, Tony Kelly, uh, you remember the comments that were made in the corner. Yep. Um, what do you say? Dirty fucking Brazilian? Dirty Brazilian. Cheating. The, cheating that's what they Brazilian, do or whatever. Like yeah. uh, I will say that, uh, you know, for those of you that are very astute like our listeners are, if you're looking at the media today, media mm -hmm. day today and wondering why Tony Kelly was not there – Media was told that he was not going to arrive in time, but certain media have already informed us that they saw him walking around during the middle of media day, so he would have been plenty able to make media day at some point, but um, through some particular reason, hmm. who knows, he was not able to uh, attend media day, so for some of the that were hoping to hear some answers to questions, hard questions that I'm sure would have presented themselves today. That opportunity did not, whether that was the UFC uh, accepting him when he said, hey, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just <laughs> I'm speculation. Sure they went I'm I sure he was like, was I don't want to. UFC has been pretty good lately about um, letting guys sort of own up to their shit when right. they say stuff, you know. There was a point in time where they always would never put those people and uh, – they kind of hit them more, but now lately when they've just been bringing the whole main card and 
to a thing, it now it's on them. To, they just sort of think, well, you've got to go. You know. Yeah. I think the only like like the only one I remember in recent times, maybe you remember another one is. It, Cowboy actually at the last one they were just like hey Cowboy does not he's, he's just not going to answer any questions about retirement so just heads up you yeah know what I mean and I was like that's fine you know what I mean he still came he still yeah he still showed up but they and, and, and again and he still sort of it sort of worked its way in it's still, regardless yeah. and, and I was going to say and, and the truth is just because PR says that doesn't mean that you yeah. can't still ask him about it you absolutely can yep. he's there for media but yep. if he's told you he's not going to answer the question then yep. what's the point it's you know not to bring up like uh you know. Colby, but uh, like the next time Colby shows up, I'm not gonna ask him any questions. Right. Like, what's the like? You've made it clear you're not answering right. my questions. What that would be stupid. Same thing. If he's made it clear I'm not gonna answer retirement, why would you ask him a retirement question? I mean, it's it's like it's like uh, we'll playfully call it like the Dana defense. When Dana doesn't want to answer questions, just Dana does not show up. You know, and it's the same sort of deal. I mean, he was he was slated to be on there if they thought that they didn't. They knew when they put the schedule out. Those comments had already happened. Of course. So they still thought at one point, hey, it was still fine to have him on the on the thing. Yeah. I guarantee he probably went to them and said, I, I have nothing to say. They're just going to ask me about stupid shit. Call him out. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I just, I'm now, you know. Um, okay, we don't know this for sure, but. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's just pretty, speculation. Pretty like, fair speculation. Yeah, I mean, like, I, would, I wouldn't say that if I did some dumb shit that I had to go do something that was going to put me public face and that I maybe I would probably try to get out of it as well. Right. You, know? you want to get to fight week. You want to just, you know, get ready. You're going to do it. And that's just for anything. I, I'm speaking like, oh, you know, when I get to fight week, <laughs> any obligation, when you're obligated to go to a place, you just want to get there and get it done. He knows that he was having to do that. That's part of the one thing that they do. These, these fighters don't do, especially for uh, some of the smaller events and other stuff, they don't get the the possibility of doing press for the event to help sell the event. So this is the one opportunity where the yeah. UFC says, hey, come tell your story. Come pitch the people to watch your fight. And if you're choosing to not do it, it's either because, one, you're just like, I don't need to, I don't care, or I really don't want to answer questions that I'm uncomfortable I was say, I mean, about. But you know what's funny is that, like, and it just seems like it's so easy to just, to just show up, answer the question, and be like, look, I didn't mean to be racist. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I, I, I was emotional. You can, you know, I messed up. Yeah. I won't do it again. I've learned. It was my fault. I don't feel that way, and I apologize. Like, yeah. Is that like, or what? just go all in? Like it wasn't a racist comment. You're all stupid, broke <laughs> motherfuckers. Like get off my back. I mean, let's realize. I mean, Tuesday, the day before Tuesdays, always, 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 always for the UFC is arrival day. Medicals. Sign your posters. Get all that shit done. Right. Why couldn't he have been there? What possible transit problems or anything could have prevented him from getting from the hotel, which is probably where this was, yeah, yeah. to get down to the room? They're like he's um he's over there. You can see him right down the hall, but he won't make it here in time. Here. You see, he's there's like a, he's over there. there. Yeah, there's like a tsunami or something <laughs> in between or something. But just, whatever. I mean, it, obviously it was. A definitely a joint thing, but I know some of you that are very astute are going to be like, oh, man, I wanted to see what he's saying, but he did not show. Uh, well, whatever. Through whatever, he wasn't there. So if you're looking for interviews. He wasn't available. He wasn't available. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. All right, well, listen, uh, I, mean, I can run out. Cody Stamen versus Eddie Wineland on the early prelims, man. I love that. So I, I think yeah. this is going to be a fun card. I'll, I'll be tuned in. Uh, by the way. I did want to. Yeah, before we switch. Uh, I was going to get your thoughts. And this is another person because we talk about BKFC and where everything fits perfectly. 
Uh, he didn't have a good uh, first run in his first PFL, but what do you think about uh, Jeremy Stevens getting another go? He's going to be at this PFL four as yeah, well. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, man, I was at that last fight with Clay Collard, and yeah. the fight was super fun, and Jeremy was in such good spirits, yeah. man. Where he Collard's was just a stud. Like, Collard's a stud. He really is a stud. So I I'm happy to see Jeremy Stevens back. You know, I don't know if he's going to end up being able to, to get into the playoffs or not after the first loss, but uh, just being around him, man, he's in such a better place than he has been. That's like, awesome. He just seemed happier. You know, obviously he's so and all that, but just, you know, he always kind of had a chip on his shoulder before, and, and I think he's admitted it, 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 the chip's gone, you know what I mean? Now he's he's fine talking to the media, he's in a good mood, good spirits, you know, I haven't seen him this week, but I could tell you in Texas in his first, and I was just like, man, who is this guy? Like, yeah. this, is, this is a different guy, this is a guy that hated us before, yeah. and now he's here, and he's in That's good awesome. spirits, I, I love to see that. Yeah, and I'm glad, I'm glad that he's found, and, and whether BKFC could be another option after this, I'm glad that he feels that he's at a place that he feels wanted and that he's thriving, like you said, if he's coming in looking happy and whatever. That's another guy that's given us a lot of good years yeah. of just blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, you want him to be able to kind of find a home and be able to kind of do what he what he does. But, but when you're walking around with that anger all the time, like yeah. that's just unsustainable, you know what I mean? So it's good to see him get past that. Yeah, fuck, the anger that literally uh, – who is it that he fucking pushed that still to this day says Chicago's. that he has – yeah, close says he still feels ramifications that's from like crazy, his neck. That's crazy, man. Such a freak Shit. accident. But that's that fucking bottled up anger. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole stuff that Jeremy was carrying around, you know, with yeah. him at every fight. You know, it's part of what made him fight the way that he did with that energy. But regardless, if he has you anger can't turn in it his on heart and turn or it not, off, though, I mean, you got to be able to turn it off. I was gonna say he is gonna he's gonna be bringing a lot of that heat uh, still when it gets in there, but. If he feels uh, that life is in a good spot for him, I mean, he's going to come in there and uh, and put some good stuff, man. But yeah, but that was another one when I, when I saw that earlier. I just I feel like we have to give him props too of of a guy that's hopefully being able to kind of um, extend his career, let it keep going, but maybe possibly have a resurgence in another organization. I love it. Like you yeah. said, opportunities for fighters. I'm going to be watching these shows. Uh, I'm going to get to feel the pain of the European fan. I am actually flying tomorrow morning to Brussels. Watch uh, out for that monkey pox. Uh, oh, just don't say that. Please don't say oh. I, uh I, I will admit, one of the reasons I was kind of worried about, and I ultimately decided not to go to Singapore, and we talked about like how, how far it is. Oh, um, they all got the monkey And that's pox. a big part of it. Well, the monkey pox wasn't it, but like <laughs> – uh, I was really kind of thought, especially over there, man, I just feel like the rules change like really quickly. Yeah. And I was really afraid that like, man, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to end up testing positive. I'm going to get stuck in Singapore for two weeks where I wouldn't be on the UFC's dime. I'd be on my own dime, you yeah. know what I mean? And it would be terribly expensive. So that, that honestly really did factor into my decision uh, of not going over to Singapore. But um, the U.S. just removed all that. So just in time for my trip to Brussels. So even if I do get uh, COVID while I'm over there, I won't get stuck over there, which is uh, a, a nice relief. So I'm excited about that. But I'll be I'll be there uh, in attendance at Bushido 84 in Brussels. So uh, that's on uh, an online pay-per-view, I believe. So if anybody wants to tune into that. But I'll be watching that. But that is Sunday night, and I'm looking forward to being there. It's an all-VIP show, so I'm excited to see how it, how it, uh, how it all plays out. Um, and I appreciate them inviting me over there. But I'm going to get to feel the pain of uh, of the European fan because I believe if my calculations are right, the USC card will kick off at 10 p.m. Saturday night and wrap up around 4 p.m. or 4 a.m. I should say Sunday morning, at which part uh, I then need to do an and a half episode. Uh, so yeah, 
We'll see how the timing works on that. I might need a little nap or something before. We'll see how that works out. I know anybody from Europe right now is listening to me going, because this is actually a relatively early time. So I know anybody in Europe right now is, is saying, oh, suck it up, you pansy. But uh, so I'll be feeling your pain over there. So if anybody happens to be in Brussels, um, come catch a frosty beverage with me. I, I'm looking forward to a little uh, Belgian beer. I think I think we might be able to find a decent frosty beverage in uh, in Brussels. So Yeah, I think you could find a few. I'm looking forward to it. So that's, that's my weekend. Uh, yeah. You'll be uh, helping out just doing a little remote coverage from... Uh, I'm the remote man. Remote editor. <laughs> yeah, which is fun. Whatever. I love it. And then I back, do like being home. <laughs> it is nice being home. And then uh, back in the Apex next week. And then after that, International Fight Week. And then just it's getting busy and busy. I love yeah. it. Then got to get CFSC going again. We got two events in July, and two then different con- events in July. Contender Series is right around the corner contender as well. Contender Series about to get going two again. Weeks. Two weeks. Two oh, weeks. About to start man. popping off. I'm loving it. Let's get, let's go. Let's get the schedule going, man. I can't wait. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, safe travels to myself. Yeah, I'll, safe, I'll safe travels. Find, did you find you some Xanax or something for the flight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I've been taking. Uh, I use. Uh, I started ordering from Direct Hemp. Uh, this oh, uh, little CBD pill. Or little something? CBD melatonin combo. Nice. I, I uh, Charlotte's Web. I think it's called. They're not paying me, but I'm gonna go ahead and mention it anyway because honestly. It uh it helps me sleep very very it's well. It's got a little THC in there. It doesn't, so it's not even oh. psychoactive. It just it just man, I take well, even it. Some of the ones are, they're so low level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, you're not gonna like get off on it, but it right. just adds a little, a little, little something, something, extra. something. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought about that. I was like, ah, we'll just try this one. But it's good. I, it works out really well for me. So I'll I'll probably take a couple of those. Maybe have a little vodka drink on there or something. A little, <laughs> little, yeah. little whiskey drink, a little vodka drink. You mean one at a time or two of them at a time? Two at a time. <laughs> two at a time. Man, can I get it? Can I get two of those, please? Get two of those. Can Stop. you make two doubles, please? Stop with your judgment. Stop with your judgment. <laughs> Just pour the drinks. Just hand me the little mini bottles and be on your way. Thank you. Thank can you, you park the little mini bar I'll, right here? I'll deal with the judgment a while. All right. Anyway, that's all that's going on. That's Busy funny. schedule coming up. We'll have you covered. Thanks for listening. 